Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. All right, hello everybody. We are here at AUVSI Expo 2022. If any of you don't know AUVSI, it's about everything automated. And the big thing here are drones, UASs. And so you probably hear the background noise. This is our first year here. And we're really excited to be here. And, and I'm also sitting here with Mark Myers, one of our brilliant team members, soaking it in. Can you tell about some of the things you've seen here that are really cool? Hey, Jason, thanks. Hello, everybody. 8,500 people showing up. So this is a bigger show than what we thought. It's great to see so many diverse people walking by, operators, single operators, large companies, corporations. It's a just a gadget show. I mean, yeah. all the cool hardware and stuff. It's, it was really neat. And I, I think I actually saw a dog walk by here, not just any dog. That robotic dog, right? Yeah, I'm not going to drop names, but that Boston Dynamics uh, <laughs> show. Yes, it was. It's climbing over rocks and trees and stairs and opening doors and oh my gosh, you know. Okay. Yes, and, and and honestly too, some of the some of the drones that we've seen. I mean, we're used to like the DJI's, the small drones, but some of these are the size of a Volkswagen. Oh, it, it, it's incredible. And uh, you say drones, you automatically think flight, but there's a maritime division, so you have submarines over here. We have self-driving semis out in the parking lot. Uh, I mean, just the automation and, and figuring out what the next generation is, is just eye-opening. So Yeah, and I think so too. I, I've learned a ton here. And, and you talk about the next generation. We've really interacted with a lot of the drone companies. And we'll, we'll kind of stick on UASs right now because we're going to be sharing the airspace with them probably sooner than we think. Oh, yeah. So we kind of want to know the people who are going to be sharing the airspace with. And I think we've noticed some differences. I, we'll keep it different. It's a different culture. I don't know if you, what, you, what you've observed. It really, really is. To understand if I'm just a drone operator, just even the airspace that I'm operating in and the regulations and what the FAA does to help keep everything safe and separated, that's a, a different concept for, for a lot of these operators to, to bring in. It's still a lot of free spirit, a lot of activities that and creativity, but there has to be some restraints. And so how we share that airspace. So much so that the FAA is doing a whole day presentation on what the new regulations are and what uh stay tuned uh, more news tomorrow on what the symposium is going to be from the faa's viewpoint yeah yeah and you're going to that conference so you're going to learn a lot more about what the faa is doing because this industry they are clamoring to get equal access right into the airspace i mean they want to be able to free fly free flight yes exactly and beyond line of sight all the controls and at the same time the passenger service and the movement of, of what that is just an autonomous flight calling people or it's just a whole new dimension for us safety management behind that different type of risk management a little different type of planning than possibly what we're thinking traditionally so yeah yeah i kind of want to expand on that you you mentioned something that the the ingenuity here like creative unleashed they are just moving at the speed of light and we've noticed that it's i want to say younger because that makes me seem old <laughs> that's kind of a a younger crowd, it makes you wonder about not only how we how we look at flight departments traditionally, like our legacy flight departments, but how we look at the legacy SMS. So the analogy I'm thinking is, and this can be really out in left field, but Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee did not like the confines of Kung Fu, so he went to Jeet Kune Do, something that was more adaptive, innovative. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I'm seeing here is what, when we look at safety management, maybe the traditional framework it might be not good here or not i, I don't know and i don't want to be like a heretic but what, what, do, what do you think yeah what i used to find comfort and structure i'm going to have to kind of pull pitch and take a, a a broader look at where that is there's so many moving parts 
you're looking at contractors and different type of operators working in the same area. Maybe there's three or four different drone operators working on one project. Inspect a fire pole tower or a smokestacks or in refineries and things like that. Interesting is is that the dynamics of all these people moving into a project together. So it's it's a huge global project management for a scene or event. So risk management just to a whole different level of how that type of thing occurs. So if that makes sense. It, it, it does. It, so it, it's kind of hard, I think, really put a picture to it right now. Because even if you look at this industry, some of the stuff we're seeing here today probably wasn't even in the imagination 10 years ago because it's just, I mean, this is completely exploded. So when you talk about, well, how are we going to identify and manage risk and mitigate risk and how are we going to really work on making the system safer may look a lot different for this industry. We're here at the booth and we had this nice visitor yesterday, engineer, that she was yeah. trying to program this type of risk into, well, if I, if I can't understand what the... The, the systems are going to do and, 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 and how to control it software-wise, how do I manage my risk? And so there's some really interesting questions that she posed us. I don't know how that yeah. hit you. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely did. And I, I thought it was kind of funny, too, when, when we told her that our product that we, we identify risk in organizations, and she's like, pulls out through AI. <laughs> and we just had to laugh because that, that's kind of the tone here. Like Everything is so advanced and automated and goes back like full loop to that, that question saying, is a traditional SMS structure that we're used to, is it really going to work here? And so I think you brought up some awesome points that we may not know what it looks like right now, but it may be something that's going to evolve. And I, I think, and I don't know what your opinion on this, one, but I think that's something that evolves from here can actually feed back into our legacy fixed wing man flight or rotary wing man flight to help that industry. You know, and I'll bring my analogy and you said Bruce Lee, but uh -huh. remember the old, uh, a pilot and the dog and the dog bites the pilot if he oh, touches yeah. anything. Yeah. But we're seeing dogs walk around on the floor here robotically, so that even blew my concept of where the, where the automation goes. So, uh, you know, story is just how do you invent that? How do you what the, what's that going to look like? So it, it is, it is, and I just want to take it to one more direction and get your thought on this too, because we, we talked about the drones and the automation here and just the explosion of creativity and, and ingenuity. When we look at organizations, safety management is really focused on organization, but when we talk about organizations. It doesn't seem like UAS operators organize or have the same organization structure and dynamics like yeah. we do in our traditional man flight. So it's very free and very open. I don't know, did you, have you noticed the same thing with that? Uh, the old wild, wild west, a, a lot of new frontier and exploration. But at the same time, those type of questions of what organizational roles are coming into it. And the, the people that are walking by are, are starting to ask us that. He said, if there's lots of operations in, in my confined area, someone has to be accountable for it. And, and so is this a, the organization and, and building that accountability to make that happen? I think we'll probably come around to that. It's, it's too new and, and people haven't asked, asked that kind of question. So that was my takeaway so far. Yeah, yeah, it is really new. And we do have some uh, organizations here that when you teach uh, flight department stuff, and they, they use the they use the man flight model. The model, right? Um, and they said they've, they've hit some success with that, but you wonder if that's really appropriate and if that's really going to work in this in this environment. So I, I, don't, I don't know. And to that, whose standards and and to from what aspect and what standards are going to drive where where this goes is going to be really interesting to uh, yeah. continue to watch. Well, that's awesome. Well, we are having a good time here. Yes, and like I said, we're learning a lot. I think we have an opportunity to learn from this industry. I know they're trying to learn from us, but we, I think we can learn as well from them. So. I think we're, we're here to see the future and really excited about it. Mark, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, see you next time. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.
This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.